Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to make realistic improvements in their lives and reach their goals, however big or small. We are building a community of men and women who love to push themselves to overcome obstacles and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. First, I'd love to say a big thank you to those who listened to our podcast last week and who gave such positive feedback. It's been wonderful to see the amount of listeners we already have, and it's exceeding my expectations so much. I'm excited to see where this takes us. I have a little update on our last interviewee, Heather Fujikawa, and I'll have that at the end of the podcast. Today, I am so excited to be interviewing Kim Christensen. She is one of the most talented women I have ever met. She's a passionate writer, journalist, novelist, actress, voiceover artist, yoga instructor, social media queen, and mother to three young children. You will love to follow Kim on social media as she is always lifting others up and encouraging them to be brave and shoot for the stars. 
This fearlessness is evident in Kim's own life as she is a big dreamer herself. She makes it seem easy as if she has no fear at all. But we learn from Kim that that is not the case. She has had to overcome the comparison trap and perfectionism that have interfered with her pursuing her own dreams. Kim also shares the lessons she learned about how to let go of some dreams in order to make room for others. I learned so much from Kim and I know you will too. Enjoy the interview. Hello, we're here with Kim Christensen. Hi, Kim. Hi, Monica. So, Kim, I want you to tell us a little more about yourself for some listeners who might not be familiar with you. Okay, well, my name is Kim Christensen, and I was born in Texas. I don't know how much you want to know, but that happened, and I I was born in the middle of... (laughs) I have six siblings, and then my parents were divorced when I was two and both remarried, so now I have 15 siblings... Wow. And four parents. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. I grew up in Utah and it is it is big and crazy. Um I grew up in Utah and also in Brisbane, Australia, where I went to high school and now I live in Utah with my husband Clay and our three little kiddos. Okay. Well I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> like, wait, that's a lot. That's a lot. I know. Wait, how many nieces and nephews do you have then? I don't know. That's got to be like no, I have, 30-ish? Well, I think I've got like in the 20s. I think I've got wow. about 20, but that's a good question. I haven't counted lately. But yeah, I think we're we're pretty close to the 20 mark. So That's great. That's fun. So I want to yeah. hear more about um, your profession. Like I know you have so hmm. many different jobs that you do at the same time. So tell me a little bit about what you do professionally too. Sure. Okay. So right now I... I'm a writer. That's my main Mm -hmm. love and my main profession. And that means right now that I'm writing for utahvalley360.com, which is Utah Valley Magazine's website. I wrote for them full-time before I had kids as an associate editor. And now I write for them from home. And also I do, it is, it's good to be able to do from home. Um, And I also do some naming for a fun company in San Francisco called Eat My Words. And all they do is come up with stellar names for products, really fun names that, yeah, that really like skyrocket business for these companies. And um, it's owned by Alexandra Watkins, who is a best-selling author um, of Hello, My Name is Awesome. And she's, she's great. She's so fun. And yeah, it's great. I get to brain, brainstorm names for these companies, and that's kind of a unique thing that I do. And Sweet. more recently, I just, over the summer, I just started um, my website, Talk Wordy to Me, and uh, an Instagram account with that. <laughs> I love it. See, there you know, you're a good, you're a good namer. That site is amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That's about it. I'm also working on my first novel and also a memoir about the years I lived in Australia. So that's it. That's it for me professionally right now. Well, pretty much it. There's a couple other things. I love that you said that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how many jobs is that? (laughs) But it seems like, um, I don't know. You seem balanced, but we'll get more into that. I want to know since, Mm. You obviously seem like a go-getter. You clearly have 
amazing work ethic, a lot of talent, but have you always been a go-getter? It's funny that you say go-getter because (laughs) growing up, my mom would have called me anything but a go-getter probably because when it came to doing chores around the house or sticking with violin lessons, for example, I was not a (laughs) go-getter. Really? I've learned about no, but I've learned that if it's something I am passionate about, then I refuse not to pursue it. It just it just nags at me till I do, you know. So is that include, yeah, I mean, does that include writing too? I mean, was that just something you you picked up on early, or is it a talent that came later to you? You know, writing I feel like has been with me my whole life to some extent. I. My mom was a wonderful, is a wonderful writer. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there was a time and I always loved it. My mom said I was writing ever since I could, you know, hold a pencil and I would write stories and draw pictures to go with them ever since I was a little girl. So that's something I've always, always loved. So I'm imagining little Kim, I bet Mm -hmm. you just had your head in the stars, right? Like maybe you were thinking about... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like you had a really rich imagination even as a child. But from the outside, it probably looked like a kid who didn't have a lot of, I don't know what the word is, discipline maybe? Or is that totally off? Hmm. What did it appear at, you know, you think from the outside looking in as a little kid? Oh, that's a good, good question. Not that you were an animal. I'm sure you were well behaved. No, no, no. I like this. I'm taking this as a huge compliment. I, I definitely think that I had an, an imagination when I was a kid and, and my parents were good at letting that, you know, have free reign, I guess you would say. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. They encouraged it. I remember specific instances where my dad and my mom on separate accounts encouraged creativity in me and mm-hmm. my second grade teacher actually had a really big impact on me as a writer. So I was, I know I was eight or nine and, um, she, once I was finished with second grade, she told me, she had told me all through the year that I was a talented writer. And she, when, when second grade was over, she gave me a notebook, a little blue notebook and said, write stories, keep writing stories and bring them to me. Isn't that amazing? A second grade teacher who's like, I'll take you under my wing, even though you're not my student anymore, and give you confidence in this talent I think you have. Yeah. So it was such an impressionable age. I was like my oldest daughter's age. It's crazy to think Mm -hmm. how much impact someone like that can have on you. Um, And that has stayed with me for the rest of my life. Because she believed I was a good writer, I believed it too. So it's a teacher who instilled that you already had a love of it, but she instilled the freedom, I think, to keep exploring it, right? Yes. And your parents, too? Yes, my mom, especially. She, like I said, she's a great writer and poet, and she always kept a journal. And so she encouraged me to keep a journal. I'm sure my siblings have, too, but I think it really took off with me. I have journals from the time I was five years old and my mom was helping me write all the way, you know, until the current time. So I have, (laughs) I have a huge box of like up to, I think 30 journals that are all filled all different colors and sizes and shapes. And some of them include really dumb details, like what I wore every day to fourth grade. But, you know, I kept a journal my whole life and 
that's been something she's encouraged me to do. So I thank my mom for sure for that. I think what I'm getting from that is to recognize the talents in your kids might not look like the stereotypical um, achievement-oriented kid, but they still can be. You know, you just have to instill that ability to keep dreaming and encourage those dreams. Um, I'm just thinking about that. I love that. I love that you said that. It may not look like what, A, what you want it to look like. Maybe, for example, my husband played soccer, you know, Mm -hmm. um, throughout college, and he loves it. He would love to have his kids be great at it. But I don't know. Maybe our daughter isn't born to be a soccer star. Maybe not. I'm not going to label her as that quite yet. But, um, yeah, you might see other things in them that are kind of naturally inborn in them and... Allowing them to explore those is really exciting as a parent to watch. That's true, too. I'm just hoping my my daughter can be addicted to Harry Potter like yours <laughs> seems to be. I just love that you're instilling that Don't love, though. I mean, what I see on social media is how good you are at encouraging your kids to to just get involved with things early. It doesn't have to be school. They have their mm-hmm. own little books to write, and they're reading their own books on the side. I, I love that. So you're doing it too. Oh, thank you. Okay, so oh, thank you. <laughs> I want to th- talk more about your recent job. So you're a namer, a writer. You are a social media. What would you say, Maven? <laughs> What's a um, Maven? <laughs> sure, it's call me Maven. I'll sure, <laughs> whatever that is. You're I don't know social media queen. <laughs> oh um, wow, I don't know about that one. <laughs> you said you do voice. What is it? You do voice. Oh. Yeah, voiceover. Voiceovers. So so what that is, is what I do right now, it's not super glamorous. It's just I go into the studio, recording studio, and I read a script, and they use it. The one I'm particularly working on right now is for foodsafety.com. So anyone who needs a food handler's permit <laughs> in the United States and Canada, they might have heard my voice training them on, you know, the safety of you know, food preparation. So that's what, that's what I do right now. That is so cool. (laughs) It's kind of crazy, but basically I get paid to talk and that it's, it's pretty fun. I've also been able to do some, I did some broadcast journalism in college. So Mm -hmm. I was able to do some voiceover work there and I produced the arts in Utah segment on classical 89 FM. And so that was another fun, fun way to do voiceover back when I was in college. So it's kind of been an opportunity that's presented itself and I run with it and it's been fun, fun little hobby on the side. I'm loving learning more about you. You just, you have so much, you know, I, one thing I'm trying to think about is with all those different talents and passions that you have, what are some daily habits you've taken? Probably the last 10 years, I'm thinking, what kind Mm -hmm. of daily habits do you have that you've made part of your life that have enabled you to become successful in the ventures you've, you've taken on? Mm, That's a good question. Well, I mean, daily habits, I would say for me, exercise, it may not seem like it's related to, you know, following a dream or whatnot, but for me, it's about fulfilling my personal needs. And that enables me to do the things that I want to do and have the energy that I need. And exercise is a big part of that for me, both for my mental and physical health. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that's a daily habit that I need to do. 
also writing, whether it's, I have a one line a day journal that I, that I write in when I'm too tired to write more. (laughs) So I at least write that and write down something good that happened that day so that I end the day on a good note. And I'm, you know, I'm going to bed with a grateful heart. And so that, I mean, writing in my journal, that's something I'll always, I'll always do. And that helps keep me grounded. Um, trying to think of some other daily habits that I have. Those are, those ones are really important to me. Also reading. I'm a reader and I love it. And it just, it's just something that I love to do to unwind at night. And it helps me, I don't know, reading is a magical world. It just, it helps inspire my writing. And it also just, it's a fun way. It's a cheap way to travel, I guess I would say. That might sound funny. I love traveling, but when you open a book and you get involved in a story, it's like you're in another world. And sometimes that feels good when you want to take a break from the craziness of the world you live in. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that I do, try and do every day. So I love that um, the exercise and the reading and the journaling all kind of fills you up. It gives you that reserve Mm -hmm. to draw on so that you can have the energy, like the mental, emotional, and physical energy that you need to do all these other things you're up to. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any tricks of the trade for scheduling it out with your kids too? Because that's the problem I have. I I have a lot of different Mm. things I love to do. And at the end of the day, I feel like I did everything maybe a quarter of the way through. You know, like, I yep. don't know how to do this, but. <laughs> yes, I definitely am there with you and I definitely don't have it all figured out, but I don't know. And I'm constantly having to redefine my day and my schedule and how rearrange how I do things, especially as you add another kid to the family, you know, things, yeah. the dynamic changes. But first and foremost, my husband is crazy helpful. Like he yeah. is the most hands-on husband and dad I've ever, I've ever seen. And so without him, I don't, I would not be able to do even a fraction of what I do. So that's, that's how I do it. Honestly. I mean, there's other support, right? Yes. That support. And also that enabling, like he, Mm -hmm. there's supporting and then there's him pushing me out the door to do what I love to do because he knows I'll come home a happier, more fulfilled mom and Mm -hmm. wife and person. Like you need to, like you said, you need to do the things that fill you so that you can be a better blank, a better mom, a better Mm -hmm. wife, a better sister, whatever it is, you have to take care of yourself. So him, uh, him helping me do that and encouraging me to do that has, has been such an integral part of, everything I've been able to do. So you've got that husband that enables you. Um, you've had to be flexible. What else were you about to say? Mm. Um, well, I, for me, it's been to swallow my pride and ask for help when I need it. Yeah. My husband, he, I mean, he works a full-time job. It's not like he's home sure. every day, all day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I've had to ask for help, whether it's been exchanging babysitting with a friend, um, asking, a family member to come help. And even for me, I've had to get some babysitting help. And that was mm-hmm. hard for me. That's where, that's what I mean when I say swallow my pride. I'm like, I don't, I don't need a babysitter. I need to take care of my kids. I need to be the one to do it 24 seven. And that can be hard to let go of that. But if yeah. I need, if I need a babysitter to help out a couple times a week for a couple hours, and it means that I can 
come back, like we talked about before, a better mom. And it gives me time to get things done. Because honestly, with three kids, I don't know how when else I would. I really don't. Mm-hmm. So that has oh, been a really helpful thing. Yeah. That's good for me to hear. It's nice to kind of part that curtain because I think when you are from the outside looking in at someone who is so successful in a lot of endeavors, you just assume it comes naturally and that they're able to somehow work, like fit in so much work and still be that 24-7 mom like you were saying or wife or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to justify, but it's it's worth it. Even if you yeah. are paying money. I don't know. It's like you just got to take stock of what's worth it to you. And my husband, there's been times when I'm like, okay, I just want to try no babysitter, 100% me, you know, because there's, I don't know, it's hard sometimes. And I've been blessed with great babysitters. It's not that. It's just sometimes you want to do it all. And I see my friends, a lot of them are 100% both feet in, full-time mom. And I'm, sometimes I want to do that, but then my husband is good to remind me, no, do you remember why we got a babysitter in the first place? You were kind of going crazy yeah, (laughs) and you needed some help and you needed, like, I have to be pursuing my dreams. I have to do it or else I just start going into a funk and start feeling sad. So it's just what works for me. And it's different for everyone, but for personalities like me and, and like you, it sounds like. It, it is good for you to do that, to step away and to come back being able to give them full attention. Yeah. Whereas if you're constantly, constantly giving them your attention 24-7, eventually you're going to get burned out and you're going to, mm-hmm. I don't know, feel some resentment maybe. And I don't know. I just think it's so important to take that, that time for yourself. Wow. For this thought alone, I needed to talk to you tonight. So that's really helpful. I'm sure that's going to help a lot of other women out there who are struggling with that guilt and trying Mm -hmm. to do what helps them be better balanced. I want to talk about your social media focus because that's how we met, you know, in quotation marks, we met on Mm -hmm. social media. But then we did meet in real life. We met in real life after, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, so I love your focus. I love how you are all about positivity and dreaming. And that's something we're going to talk about more. Um, you, I know people don't like this term, but by all purposes, let's say you are a girl boss, but you love supporting others dreams too. Like I, you have this realness with you. It's so tough on social media because they want the pretty pictures and the short captions. And it's a hard balance to portray being like a, a beautiful life but also a realistic life and being inspiring, mm-hmm. but also humble. And you've really balanced that well, I think. So what I want to know mm-hmm. from you is what led you to start your accounts on social media and your and your website and all mm-hmm. with the intent behind them. And you've used to use this in your Instagram handle. Do you like how I know this? Words that uplift and inspire. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. tell me more about the journey that led you to start those with that intention behind it to, to being in, in uplifting and use your words to help. And Honestly, I never thought I would start a blog and a public Instagram account. Mm-hmm. I was scared of it. I was scared of that world and many parts of it were unappealing to me. Yeah. So it kind of just happened as these things often do. I just mm-hmm. was thinking I was, I was really in a, in a mode of writing a lot. I was working on my novel and I was 
I don't know, I go through phases when I really have a lot to write about. And I was going through one and I'm like, man, I have all this material and it's my own as opposed to, you know, the articles that I write for other people and the writing work and naming work I do for other people. But I was having a lot of my own thoughts and writing um, come through and I just really craved another outlet. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to throw a website out there and with with no big, you know, goals behind it aside from just to to start it and have a place to share my thoughts. And there was a hope that I would, something I would say would resonate with someone else. And I know for me, um, as a woman and, and also as a mom, I go through things that are hard and I want to know that other people are going through them too. Mm-hmm. And, and so I hoped by sharing some of these things, you know, some of the stuff I write about isn't as deep, but some of it goes a little deeper and shares some of those experiences. And I just, I hope that it resonates with someone, even one person, you know, who gets something out of it and feels uplifted from it. So that's, that's kind of the reason behind starting that website. And then the Instagram account, I wasn't even planning on doing that. It wasn't, it wasn't an all at once thing. Like, okay, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to uplift and inspire and have a website and an Instagram. It just kind of happened step by step slowly. And I've really just been watching it and, and figuring it out as I, as I go along. So it's nice to know that you did not have a whole business plan ahead of time. It is something you can do one step at a time and, that also means backtracking maybe something else and pursuing a different direction. Um, Definitely. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. And for me, that's how I had to do it. I couldn't come out and be like, okay, here's my big idea. Here's my big plan. And we're going to do it all at once for me, especially because I had my hesitancies about putting myself out there. I had to do it little by little so that it didn't overwhelm me and make me want to stop. (laughs) So it's been good for me. What I still see in that is you had a solid foundation of what you wanted um, to make of it. Not necessarily um, an end goal that you had in mind, like an achievement-oriented end goal, but more of an underlying foundation of of the benefit you wanted to create for others and reading what you were posting. Is that how it's been? Definitely. Yes. I have had to reevaluate and say, and I'm sure I'll continue to have to reevaluate and say, why am I doing this? Why do I have mm-hmm. this website? Why do I have this little Instagram account? Why, why am I writing a novel? All the things I'm doing, I have to stop and ask myself why. And yeah. And remember that why, because otherwise it's too easy to get caught up in other things, especially on social media you know, to compare yourself to what they're doing and, oh, well, I should be doing this. I should be focusing on this many followers and I should be focusing on posting this kind of picture. And this, it can get so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But as long as I just remind myself, like you said, to, to remember why I'm doing it and what kind of fulfillment I want to get out of it and what I want to do for others along the way, that's really what helps me stay true to myself and true to the dream that I have. And that seems to be applicable in a lot of different pursuits as well, whether or not our listeners are in social media um, or trying to build a following in that for whatever purpose they have. It's just whatever passion you have in your life and what you're trying to progress in, what's the main 
um, underlying foundation you want to it? Is it more about the journey or is it the end product? Because a lot of um, perfection minded people, I think it's all about the end product, right? And mm, yeah, and then true. when they get there, or either they're devastated if they don't get there, even if it's just a little bit off what their end goal was, or when they get mm. there, it's not good enough. So I think there's yeah. a lot of um, empowerment in figuring out what is what is the purpose of the journey instead of just the end point, even though it's important to know where you're headed to. But I think I see that in what you were just talking about, too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yeah, that's an intelligent question to ask yourself. What's, what are you trying to get out of the journey? And it's funny that you bring that up because I have this draft of a blog post um, on my blog right now that I haven't published yet. Five tips for redefining your dreams because I recently mm-hmm. had to sit down and redefine mine. And yeah. tip number five is to what you just said, recognize that the joy and fulfillment of chasing a dream comes from the journey of chasing it and not some ambiguous destination, you know, so stick with, stick with something you enjoy doing just to do it. Not because you're a, you know, wanting to make money from it, although that's okay. Um, Not because you're waiting for the happiness and fulfillment to kick in when you reach a certain milestone, Mm -hmm. like writing a book or, you know, being in a movie, if you want to be an actress or gaining 50,000 50,000 followers, whatever it is, just make sure you're doing it for the journey and the joy it gives you along the way, not because you're trying to hit a certain milestone. That's great. Although hitting do. milestones is, is relevant too, you know? Yeah, so it's, just, it's both. Yeah, it's both. It's just a balance. So I like what you talked about redefining your dreams. I look forward to that blog post, by the way. So oh, thank you. Since you are a woman of so many hats, I would like to know, have you ever failed in reaching some of the goals you have made for yourself or had to drastically change them? And it seems like this blog post that you're in the middle of writing might have come from that moment, or maybe there are others in your past that you think are relevant. Mm, Yes. So let's talk about failure. Okay, let's talk about it. I mean, I've failed so many times, countless times, but that's a part of that's a, just a part of life and a part of achieving anything. I love the notion that you should celebrate failure. I don't remember who it is, but I remember, I think it's in a book or something, maybe one of these inspirational speakers that are popular right now, but they said that their father, every time at dinner, would ask them a failure that they had that day, and they would celebrate it. 
I heard because that too. I can't remember where. Did, but, did so what I would know. they say? Now they celebrate it? Yeah, they would celebrate that failure. And he would say, good job. I'm so glad that you that you experienced that. Just so that they would not be so afraid of failure. Hmm. And so that they would know it was a stepping stone, you know, to improvement and progress. So anyway, I failure, yes, definitely many times. Um, I, and I've had to redefine dreams a lot. I remember when I was pregnant with my first child and this might sound selfish. I don't know, but I was, first of all, I was so excited to Mm -hmm. be pregnant with her and so ready to be a mom and so grateful for that. But I also remember crying in my car because I, I had been really chasing this dream of acting at the time. And I, you know, was seeing progress and, and I had been, you know, doing that my whole life. And I had a moment of realization that that would have to change. And that was, it was hard for me because I don't know. It was, it was just hard to make that transition. Mm -hmm. But with that said, I feel like motherhood has given me confidence and clarity that I wouldn't have gained otherwise. It's helped me also realize the dreams that are really worth it. Hmm. And that acting one, that's one that I'm, I'm giving up because I've still, and it's hard for me to say that it's hard for me to say I'm giving up on anything, but just for my, you know, pride's sake, but I, that was one that has always been a part of my life in a way, you know, up till now. And I've recently done a couple commercials and, and things like that, but landing a commercial comes after going to driving, getting babysitters, driving to Salt Lake, getting, um, waiting forever an hour. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, not hearing anything back from, you know, six, seven auditions before you land something. And for me, the cost was not, was not worth it. And so that's one that I've just recently said, okay, I'm done with that. Mm -hmm. And I also had a realization that, wait, it doesn't mean I'm giving up on it. It doesn't mean I didn't fulfill it. Maybe I did. It just might not look like me being, you know, a star of a popular movie. Mm -hmm. But I've had many opportunities to be in plays and and these commercials and to even just, you know, take classes and learn from amazing people. And maybe that's what my experience was, was supposed to be. So I'm calling it checked off the list and I'm moving on. So that's Mm -hmm. one that, that I've had to, you know, give up on, but I've, I've learned something about, um, letting go of dreams when it's time, when you let go of a dream, you make room for a new one in your life Mm -hmm. or make room to follow other ones that are already in your life to, to follow those more fully. So, Hmm. yeah, I feel like, looking at it that way enables you to move forward in a in a true and powerful way instead of regretfully and it also makes it so you don't blame yourself or others as much when you know you have made that decision purposefully and wisely to move to a new direction yeah i needed something like that i needed something that would tell me no you're not a failure you're just <laughs> Mm-hmm. you fulfilled it and now you're making room for more important things in your life. And also maybe you're making room for someone else to be able to follow that dream. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. More fully. Yeah. I so, I mean, and that came from 
that came from um, with voiceover specifically. I've had to pull back from that as well. Mm-hmm. And I, when I realized I had to pull back, I wanted to reach out to a couple of my friends who had mentioned they were interested in doing that. And so I did reach out to those friends and allowed them the opportunity to audition and and have that chance to fulfill that dream of theirs while I was moving on from it. So that's another uh, way to look at it that makes that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's really cool to think about too. You know, I went through something real similar too before I had kids. Though since I usually plan my life way in advance, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But um, you're a planner. That's yeah, <laughs> I used I used to be more. I went through a lot of years of just living my life in a lot of um, kind of an apathetic lens to my own dreams because I had earlier had to give up on some in order for us to f- plan for our family that would come in the eventual future. It's just really helpful for me to hear that. I but I I think what you said I have learned too that moving forward has to be done because you know in your heart what is the wiser choice to make and that's hard to do too as women when we are told you can do it all you can do it all um it's like you know what I can do it all but at different times and seasons and for right now this is the season for this and later on it might be the season for that so maybe you will be an artist too you know you never know that could be something that comes up in your future again it's true. And I've had to tell myself that as well to help to remember that like life isn't just this little snippet of life I'm living right now. It changes. And mm-hmm. yeah, there will be opportunities to explore new dreams and revisit old dreams. But I love what you said about um, I I can do it all, maybe not all right now. But yeah, I can do it all. We can do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But do you want to do it all? You yeah. know, I mean, there's a cost that comes with that. And so I I love the notion of not saying yes to something just because you're capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say no and, and just, you know, simplify life a little bit. I'm all about simplifying life lately. (laughs) So take, take the capability out of the equation because there's so much we're capable of, Mm -hmm. but what is really worth doing? What's the cost? Uh, Is the cost worth doing? (laughs) So I want to know more, um, are there other personal obstacles that you faced that gave you that lesson? Um, whether it was just this recent one you were talking about, or are there some early in your lives that taught you that important lesson about how to view yourself and your pursuits and your drive to always do better, but still do it with um, what's worthwhile in your mind? Yeah. I mean, I think growing up, first of all, um, in kind of a unique family where my parents were divorced when I was two and splitting time with them and then adding a lot of siblings to my family and growing up in that environment shaped me. And overall, I am so grateful for that experience. I'm so, I love all my siblings Mm -hmm. and we're a crazy fun bunch and it's, it's helped mold me into the person that I am for sure. Um, it also taught me because I, I was the, type of child that wanted a lot of attention. And I, so I feel like I had to find my voice and, Mm. um, that's something that stayed with me throughout my life. I, I, you have to kind of, sometimes you have to yell when there's a bunch of kids around, you just gotta, you know, (laughs) make your voice heard. And so the way that I make my voice heard 
and feel like people are listening is through writing Mm. and no one can interrupt me. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's, that's something that has allowed me to have, to have a voice and feel heard and valued. I'm thinking about, um, perfectionism. So are you a perfectionist? Would you say that about yourself now? I would like to say no, but, but yes, I mean, I think I've grown up a perfectionist to an extent and I feel like I'm just now being able to shed that shell. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, and it's funny, but I swear it happened when I hit 30, I, I'm almost 33 now. And I swear something happened when I turned 30 where I was like, you know, I'm 30 now. So I just can't care what everyone thinks anymore. I'm getting older. (laughs) It sounds funny, but I just, I'm, I'm realizing how little it matters what everyone thinks of you and trying to keep up a certain image or, um, I don't know. I just think it's, I'm finally learning to be comfortable with who I am and, find my, my self-worth, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist. I think you've used that phrase before and I'm, I'm one of those. I've, I've let the fear of not being perfect enough hamper so much of my happiness in life. Like it affected my confidence as a teenager, as a young adult, it's pecked away at my self-esteem, you know, as an adult. And I don't know, but I'm, I am slowly learning to let go of that perfectionism and realize I'm realizing how damaging and unrealistic and just how crappy it is. Yeah. I don't want to be perfect. I don't want to I don't want to try to live up to that standard because it's unrealistic. So some of the words that um struck me there was how fear-driven perfectionism is. You use that word fear and how damaging mm. it really is to our to our um, ultimate progress and our happiness. Like I think we will not progress nearly as much or glean as much value from our life. If we are focused on reaching a perfect outcome or at least portraying it from the outside, it's, it's just, it's a really scary place to be. I think perfectionism. So that's really nice to hear how you work through that. And it's just a, it has to be kind of a methodical process, like a talking back to your, thoughts a lot, but hopefully with time, it Mm -hmm. gets easier. Yes, I think so. I think it does get easier as you getting older is something that I'm scared of. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are, but that's one, one silver lining I've been able to see is I feel like as, as I watch, you know, my parents and, and other people in my life get older, I just feel like they, they stop caring as much about every little thing. They stop overthinking as much and they just, get more comfortable in their skin. And if only we could all learn to do that sooner, you know, so I'm trying to learn it now. (laughs) And one of the books that has helped me do that is present over perfect that I talk about a lot on my, on my website and on Instagram, because I love it. It's my handbook for life right now. It just helps me feel grounded and to remember to focus on other things that are more worth my time than trying to be perfect at something. I need to read that book. I want to go back to you were talking about way back about asking for help, being proactive about the priorities in in your life. So logistically, mm-hmm. how do you do that? I'm thinking, I mean, I know we can talk about meditating on what you want and writing like lists of your priorities and, and maybe numbering and them all that. But how does it logistically look in your day to day life 
to prioritize and remain balanced in all your pursuits? Because you have so many things on your plate. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things. But like I said, I'm learning to say no to more things and really hone in on the things that are worth worth my time um, and worth, you know, the stress and sacrifice that goes into following some dreams. Mm-hmm. I've pretty much made a list of what I am doing from little to big. What are, what are all the things I have my hands in? And let's go through each one and reevaluate. What I ask the question of each, you know, we'll call it a dream, each dream. What value does it add to my life? And what, what ones am I chasing simply for the title or, you know, holding on to simply for the title or the praise or to check it off a list? Um, am I investing my time and my energy in what I'm really good at? I love the quote from Malcolm S. Forbes uh, that many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they are. Too many people, he said, too many people do that, overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they are. So I really asked myself, what, what am I actually good at? And what am I just doing because I can, because I have that capability, Mm -hmm. like we talked about. Um, And it really, the thing that was flashing in my mind is writing. Not that that, not that I'm the most amazing writer in the world. Not that I'm about to write the next great American novel. It's not about that. It's just for me, that's what makes me happy and fulfilled. And that's what I feel like I have something to offer the world through, you know, mm-hmm. and I've, I have felt that my entire life, but I feel like I've piled on these other things, you know, to that writer title. Um, and I've, I've explored a lot of different things, which is great, but I also feel like I've, I've let myself get distracted from that that writing passion that I have, I think because I've been afraid I'm not good enough at it, or, Hmm. you know, I've been afraid to say I'm a writer and that's what I am because I've been afraid of comparison. I've been afraid of, you know, actually having to sit down and write a book and, you know, put the work in. And now I feel like I'm finally ready to say that's my, that's my thing. And I'm going to claim it and go with it. And that's why, um, I made this website and, And I'm just trying to hone in on that and the other things, you know, can, can take less precedence in my life. So, you know, I teach yoga and I love yoga that helps me stay grounded and inspired, but I only teach a little bit just once every other week. And I won't, I won't, um, teach any more than that because it's not, I have to be careful with my time and my priorities. And so that's, that's fallen lower on the list. And, and again, like I said, pulling back with voiceover, saying no to acting right now. I'm just trying to really hone in on what's important because like you said, the, the family and children, that's most, that's most important to me. And I can only do so much outside of that. And if I'm going to do something outside of that, it better, it better be something I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. I can hear that. Um, I can almost hear you battling the old perfectionist Kim in your mind. And I think a lot of that is um, labeling yourself for what you want. Like, so, you know, you say, I'm a writer. I've, I've heard, um, years ago I read, just take on the label that you want. So you want to write, call yourself a writer, you know? And that's, I feel like that's a huge step is, you know, own what you really 
feel like you can, you want to be, own it and just start calling yourself whatever it is. You want to be a writer, start calling yourself a writer. You want to be a dancer, start calling yourself a dancer. You know, it goes on and on. So that's was I love that. I love that notion. And self affirmations and owning it. Yeah. And and just the talking back to the to that fear driven perfectionist voice in your head saying, You can't be you can't call yourself a writer. What have you written? You know, like you said, it's not yes. going to be the great next great American novel. Who knows? It totally could be. I mean, you are a brilliant writer. But if you let that you. that fear stop you from even starting and not un- allowing yourself to call yourself a writer just because of what you have or have not produced, you're just limiting yourself further. So I like the talking back to that old voice. Mm, I, I do love that, too. And I've. I've just started doing that like in my head because I realized how many negative, fearful thoughts I have every day, all day. It's Mm. exhausting when you stop and recognize them. And so, yeah, I've started noticing those thoughts and then saying, shut up or (laughs) you're you're a liar, you know, just talk back. Like what the heck? Like, where is that coming from? How about instead of like believing those negative things, Instead, believe the opposite, believe the positive and start telling yourself those things. And there is huge power in that. Yeah, huge telling. power. That It's interesting you brought up the the paying attention to your thoughts. When I was first, like 10 years ago, really needing to redirect my life um, because of some bad patterns I had developed in myself, um, paying mm-hmm. attention to those thoughts, that's super exhausting, like you said, but there is no way to move forward except by doing that. That's the only way right. you are going to change how you view yourself and your future and what you can give to the world is if by paying attention to those thoughts and, and stopping them. But I'm glad you brought that up. It is exhausting at first, but that's the only mm-hmm. way you can change. It is. It's the root of everything, your thoughts. So mm-hmm. I agree. I want to talk about your your big dream series. You, this is something that oh, you've been cool. um, you've been doing on your blog. Can you tell us um, about what that is? Sure. So the Dream Big series. I so I am a journalist. You know, I mm-hmm. interview people for articles, and and I love that. I love doing what you're doing right now, and just talking to people about you know their inner story. That's and fun. So I yeah, it's fun, and I'm so inspired by other women who are chasing their dreams. And I want to know how they're doing it. I want to know the obstacles that they had to overcome. I want to know, you know, the funny stories along the way. I want to know the ins and outs of following that dream. And so I'm just kind of picking people that I see that are following their dreams Mm -hmm. and asking them questions about it. And kind of like you are now just asking them, you know, what, what led them to that dream? Have they always wanted to follow it? What, how did it come about and what have been some of the obstacles? So I interviewed a handful of people, including Brianna from Life Beats Project, who oh, no I way. love. And <laughs> yes. Oh, I just sent her the question. So yeah, oh, that's I can't in progress. To read. Yes. Yes. So, um, so far I've just done a few. I've done Jessica, um, of the bucket list family. She's so fun to follow if you're not already following her at the bucket list family. I met her and her husband when my husband played soccer with Garrett, or I think I can't remember if they played it all together, if he just coached, um, Garrett, but anyway, so we, we knew them back then and 
they are just traveling the world with their little family of two kids and wow. they're just not letting anything stop them. And I'm just inspired by that. And, and so she's one that I've talked to Emily who started high fitness. If you've mm-hmm. heard of that. I read that so interview. Fun. Um, that was a great interview. Oh, Oh, great. She's fun to talk to. So yeah, I'm just interviewing these people and it'll be an ongoing series every month. Right now I'm still trying to figure out the calendar, but mm-hmm. um, for now I'm just kind of throwing them out there as I feel like it, but you can find them under the dream big series tag on my, on my website. But yeah, it's just sharing these women's stories and how they've followed their dreams. And all the ones you've interviewed so far seem to have a common thread of being very centered and who they are and what they feel like they can contribute to the world. But also, like you said, they're dream focused too. They're allowing themselves to have a dream and pursue it at the same time of giving back. Yes. Yes. And all of them also have families, which Hmm. I just realized they all have families. And so it may not be a family if you don't, if you're not in that stage yet of having children. Um, but it may be something else that you're doing that you're having to balance with following your dream, maybe a full-time job. That's not your dream job, whatever it is. There is, I love talking to these women because there's a way to do it. No matter what your circumstances, there's a way to follow your dream. And I'm not saying you have to go all out full-time, you know, big doing something big. You can follow it in a small way too. just, Mm follow it. I, I love talking to people who have dreams and need a little nudge to follow them because there's always something you can do, even if it's small, to, to get that fulfillment that comes from following what your heart's telling you to do and what you want to do. Just follow it. I like how, how you said that. Just whatever it is, just follow it. I've been thinking about following dreams and what how to, how to get started following them. Like, what do you what do you do? You know? Yeah. And I feel like that's it. You the secret to following a dream is just to do something, take a step one at a time towards that goal. And don't let that fear paralyze you. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's just my trick just to go for it. Even if, even if I'm not qualified or if I'm not going to do it as well as the next person, I'm just not willing to sit around and wonder what it would have been like if I had gone for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's valuable just to just to do something. Take that first step, whether it's talking to someone who's done it or reading up on it, going to a workshop or a class. Just take that first step. It's often the hardest, but it'll get you rolling. I, I want to talk more about what your dreams are that you're working on. Uh, we've talked about a lot of the ones what, that you are focused on. Is there any that you haven't shared specifically yet with us? Well, yeah. I mean, I have one that I haven't talked to anyone about this yet, aside from the people that are helping me with it, but I'm really excited about it. It's called Brunchette. And it started with me loving brunch. I will forever love breakfast food. And I love going to different brunch spots across the state and, you know, wherever I travel. So I love brunch. And I reached out to a couple friends and said, hey, we should start a thing where we go around and review brunch spots and find the best ones. And then my friend, Michelle, she's with uh, the Mumsy blog. She said, well, yeah, we could have like a speaker each month. And yeah. And so I thought, Oh yeah, we could have a speaker. And then it just formed into this fun bi-monthly brunch for women to build up women. And Mm. it'll start in November in just a couple weeks. And 
we're going to have a different theme and speaker, an inspirational speaker at each brunch. And we will um, invite people based on, you know, we'll just find people that really need um, some uplifting in the particular subject we're going Mm -hmm. to focus our brunch around. And we'll invite those people and um, we'll have, you know, catered brunch. And it'll just be a fun way for women to connect and to build each other up and to create that sense of community and village that I feel like is sometimes missing in our culture. So I'm really excited about brunchettes. (laughs) I love that. Um, I have just one more question. What have you learned about yourself the past 10 years? I love that question. Um, Okay. I've learned that I tend to compare myself to other people a lot. And I'm learning to stop that. That's part of that unbecoming a perfectionist, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm learning to not compare myself to others because being who I want to be and reaching my dream doesn't have to look the same as someone else reaching that same dream. Even like being a mom, the way that I'm being a mom doesn't have to look the same way as someone else is being a mom. And that's okay. I'm learning to be okay with that and to embrace that. Um, Yeah. I've, I've had to learn to do my own thing because I'm, I'm different and Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm learning that I can't please everyone, nor do I want to please everyone. I want, yeah. I want to be myself and to, to have the friendship of the people who love me for being myself. And yeah. I don't want to worry about, you know, exhausting myself trying to please the people who aren't going to accept me for myself or who add negativity to my life. And I want to... I want to be that uplifter for other people as well. So I'm just, I mean, basically I'm just learning to, to not try and be a people pleaser and not Mm -hmm. compare myself to other people and just be myself as cliche as that sounds. (laughs) But that's what I'm learning about myself. So many women can resonate with that. What you just said, that's a hard thing to learn about yourself, but how else are you going to be? a better person or move forward without recognizing uh, maybe some flaw in yourself that you don't like and that you want to work on. Right. That was just awesome. And I really appreciate you taking the time for this. And I think that a lot of women are going to really take a lot from what we talked about tonight. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Isn't Kim amazing? I got so much from our interview, and I hope you did too. Some of the things that I took away was her wisdom on how to prioritize your dreams and how that sometimes means letting go of one dream and instead taking the space in your heart and in your mind and in your time to pursue another dream instead. And sometimes that just might mean making balance your dream and putting your family or your real job in in place of some other things that might not be as worth your time. But also the biggest thing I took away from Kim is her her fearlessness is not the absence of fear. It's it's more her choice to be brave in spite of the fear she has in in pursuing the passions that she has. I feel that we can all take away from that how 
how to go about our lives in a way that we aren't letting fear win, and instead taking those little steps that help us reach some dreams. So I want to hear more from you. What dreams are you reaching? What what progress are you making in your life, however big or small? Um, if you can email me at packerprogress at gmail.com, I would love to hear from you and I would love to spotlight you on my blog. I want to do a weekly roundup on people who are making progress in their lives. I'd also love to see what you are up to while you're listening to this podcast. And you can use the hashtag about progress podcast so I can see what you're up to and also spotlight you on social media. I have a little update on our last interview with Heather Fujikawa. A few days after that interview aired, she gave birth to her twin baby boys. They are healthy and beautiful. I want Heather to be able to announce those names herself. So check out her Instagram handle, Heather Fujikawa, to see what they named their sons. So Heather and Tyson and crew, congratulations on your new additions. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. And I hope to hear more from you in the future and that you have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.